Yeah, we are all the way live now, Uncle Bill. Back at it again. I can't believe that we're fucking doing these again. But here we are. Can't either. See, and 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 this whole quarantine thing, Uncle Bill, myself, we cannot go to the barber, right? So he's got his like Nathan Scott One Tree Hill hairdo. <laughs> I tell you what, it looks like. By God. So, uh, no. I'm just kind of growing that out for the hell of it. Who the fuck like, am I going? Yeah. Mine's starting to look like it did, like, right before we got to the ponytail phase. Yeah, like, like horror find 04. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's to that point. Like halfway between, like, a ponytail and a mullet. Or a mullet I and can, ponytail. I can do a mullet right now. A mullet tail. That'd be like a rat tail and a mullet. All you need to do now is get like an earring in one ear. You, you know. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna get my ears gauged. <laughs> no, you got can't get your ears gauged. You got to have those little pearls or whatever in them. <laughs> those little studs. Like uh, so. Joe Exotic. Yeah, uh, which I've only watched the first episode of that, by the way. And I know that's we've got a shit ton of questions that. Uh, people and that's one of them but we'll get to that you know so we got a lot of shit to talk about but uh yeah you can probably talk about that for an hour yeah because that's right up my alley i I haven't watched it yet i'm kind of saving it maybe because i'm like i watched the first episode i was like yeah i'm gonna like this shit but now it's almost like it's overdone like people on facebook like are just posting shit like crazy about it so well, the, that's the only documentary I've ever seen where, like, progressively it gets more and more fucking crazy. Like, it starts out crazy and then just goes from, like, 8 to a 10 within, like, the third or fourth episode. Right. And I've never heard – I I think a lot of people never heard before. So – and uh, President Trump is uh, – he is uh, uh, on the he's, – he's thinking about pardoning him or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see the whole thing, but, yeah. He was like, I'll look into that. Yeah, our president's an idiot. He <laughs> already know that. He is. And you know what's so bad, like, even worse, is like 90, 95% of the people around here love Donald Trump. That's true. And they, when you ask them why or try to talk to, I don't ask them why, but you try to talk to them about their shit. <laughs> oh, Donald Trump, boy, he's something, ain't he? He's something. He's We don't like his kind around here. Really he's born I... in Ethiopia. He's from Hawaii. <laughs> we hate him. But he was born in Ethiopia. He's he ain't born... even marking. He's born some sort of Muslim or something. I heard. Or, or my biker. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we don't want to get, we don't want to go down that road. Speaking of which, just real quick, I really attempted to watch the new Pet Cemetery for about 30 minutes. And yeah, that's something else, man, on the ship yeah. level. 
for some reason, like, there's a lot of those new remakes that I haven't seen. For some reason, I decided to watch that one. I don't know why. <laughs> but I had it on Voodoo, and I was like, let's check it out. Because I hadn't really, to be honest with you, I don't remember hearing a whole lot about that when it came out. Me either. Um, but, yeah. That's, there's a reason why, because it's not very good. I tell, you when, I tell you, the exact it's quite moment. Bad, actually. The exact moment when I knew it was going to be shit is the Pascal guy. When he was black, I was like, that's just completely fucking unnecessary, isn't it? Like, there was no reason. Well, it just seemed like they were just throwing stuff to for no reason. Like, it's like, okay, we'll change it up a little bit, you know? It's just like, there's no point. Yeah, I mean, here's a spoiler alert. If you didn't know, there's a scene in the movie where, like, Gage in the original gets killed. And in this one, it's like fucking Final Destination where it bypasses <laughs> him. And then a big tanker yeah. truck hits the little girl while she's just standing there watching it. It's like, oh! had a different plan in this Pet Cemetery movie. And uh, I usually like John Lithgow in almost everything, but he was totally out of place in this movie, too. Yeah, he was. And it was just like, the accent was, I just, it was bad. It was not good. Yeah, it's just a culmination of everything that can go wrong in a remake, the way they make them today. Yeah. Just neat, needless pandering to fucking people. Well, and like, that was one, too. Like, you remember even the early years of us doing the show, that was one of the early remakes that was talked about, and it was never made. Like I think George Clooney was originally. Uh, do you remember this back in the day? I, like he was originally attached to it. Yeah. And they never could get it off the ground for whatever reason. And uh, I'm sure the George Clooney version probably would have been better than what came out. <laughs> but it couldn't have been worse. Like the guy that they no, that was, that was fucking horrible. Even I've the heard a lot of people. Got, uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, even the dude that they got to play the Dale Midcast character, the father character, what's his name, uh, Lewis Creed, um, he was like, had less personality than that fucking guy did, and I couldn't believe that. Like, the guy that played it in the original was dead enough, but this guy they got was like twice as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good. Not a good one. Uh, oddly enough, I have not seen, and I know that was one of the questions too, which we've got tons of them, by the way. I've heard some good things about the Child's Play remake, but I have not seen it either. And I may check. I've got it on. I've got it on Voodoo as well, which I think you have one of my Voodoo accounts too, so you could check it out. Yeah, that way if you wanted to, or it might be on Netflix at this point. I'm not really sure, but um, I've heard some people say that was pretty good. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Whenever I feel like checking it out, I thought. The, but um, uh, I thought the last one they did before that was pretty good. A lot of people shit on it, but Curse of Chucky, I think. Yeah, it was just like goofy, like low budget. It's kind of what those movies should be. Really, it's kind of what like I always thought the Friday the Thirteenth movie should be. Just crank the motherfuckers out every damn year, you know? Yeah, and they totally That's what it do should that. be. Yeah. It's not high art. It never has been. Uh, <laughs> like, why are you saying, like, oh, dude, I, see, I see it now. We must have um, the the one girl from Destiny's Child. She's going to be in it. 
No, it gives a shit. Yeah, that's not Howard anyway. When you fucking What's bring Buster Rhymes and something. Kel- uh, Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child. Mustache Jason. No, it don't matter. So, um, yeah, a couple of things want to want to mention on here. We talked about on, on our last little show that we did. Um, I guess our uh, lethal lockdown, if you will. I saw that from Steve. Steve has a new podcast up, by the way. If anybody out there is interested, what an unpro- unprofessional motherfucker doing his podcast. You know what his podcast set up is like, Uncle Bill? I listened to it today. I was that fucking bored. I listened to the podcast. <laughs> so, so, it consists of Steve, mainly Steve, Dana comes in every once in a while, laying around on his couch with with the recorder, whatever the um, app is he's recording with. And on, on this particular episode, this is episode 98, I know because I had to put the damn thing up. He doesn't know how to do that. I had to do it. So, um, like halfway in, not even halfway in, his arm or whatever covers up the fucking uh, phone and it's like muffled for like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like he's fucking drowning while he's doing it. And I'm like, set the damn phone on your chest or something. What the hell? But, uh, oh, God. Anyway, that uh, is up on the Dead Pit website. If anybody wants to check that out, talking about he, it's his sole purpose in life to buy and watch movies still at the age of 70 or however old he is. I mean, with the hot job you just gave it, I got to check it out. And, you know. Yeah, check it out. So it's the Two uh, Against Podcast episode 98, baby. But anyway, just something that was just as good as that podcast. Uh, maybe even a little bit better was WrestleMania this past weekend. There was a lot of production that went into that. Uh, they had, and I watched it the, for the very first time in, damn, it may have been ever. I watched it pretty much by myself. Of course, nobody can come up, you know, this coronavirus going yeah. around and all that. There's, Actually, one of my coworkers was diagnosed with uh, uh, COVID nineteen today. Today, oh shit! I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Technically, my coworker. We don't work in the same vicinity, if you will. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, um, WrestleMania. It was a two night event. They split it up into two nights, which I think was the smartest move of the entire show because there's only so much you could take of that man and i know we were making fun of you were texting me back and forth of the uh the boneyard match which at the end of the day i think that was the most entertaining thing on the whole damn it was hokey it was very much like uh you know like a, a stone the movie stone cold or roadhouse or something like very cheesy action like scene but yeah i think like um they kind of have to do that with undertaker now Um, yeah but uh it was i I enjoyed that but the entire and to be honest with you i kind of the next night i kind of enjoyed the 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 fun house match as well 
just because it was like it was just so out there. It was like fucking smoking weed and watching wrestling or something. I don't know. I'm gonna be but, honest uh, with you, like, and I don't know if it's where like the live audience wasn't there or whatever, but I think at this point in time, that's really like all they should do because of that whole of the whole WrestleMania. The two best things about it, whether or not like you hate the the Bray Wyatt shit, which a lot of people seem to do. Like the two best things were those matches, like, and they were pre-produced kind of matches. I can't believe that John Cena would actually go through with that match, considering like what all is in that match, which is basically like it's basically like Bray Wyatt's version of how his career failed, of like, and then how he didn't put him over and and all that stuff too. So, uh, well, a lot of people are thinking it may be uh, Cena's last match, or at least for a long time. I could see that because I mean that's that's a pretty good burial <laughs> of him. Yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> most of the rest of that show, it just like everything seemed so fucking like flat. It was like, I mean, what was the like? There were some of the matches that were good. I think Charlotte and uh, Rhea Ripley they were pretty good. They had a good that's, match, but like that's the one I was gonna say too. Yeah. Yeah, but about everything else, like, I just, like, the Edge and Randy Orton thing was, like, boring as hell. Like, that lasted for, what, 45 minutes almost or something? It was some crazy, it was a crazy long, like, backstage brawl. Anything that has Randy Orton in it, you can about guarantee I'm going to zone out within, like, five minutes. There's just something about him that's, like, NyQuil. Like, you just... I've never given a fuck about that guy. I don't think I ever will. Like in What's match- weird, though, is that of all the, ma- the the matches, though, that was probably one of the better built-up ones, though. And like, the match itself was just like, it's kind of like a garbage match. Not fun yeah. at all. So. I'll tell you what's overall the, yeah. weirdest, the weirdest part about that show, except for the fact that uh, those two pre-produced matches, was I think that the best matches in that entire card were all the women's matches. Like, those were the only matches. If you look at, like, um, it was, uh, what was the first one? Was the tag team match between, uh, shit. Uh, yeah, Bliss. Yeah, like Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, which was a good match. And then you had the Charlotte match. And then you had the, uh, the man match, which I actually thought all those matches were good. Or better than the men's matches, anyway. I was kind of, like, surprised at the how quick... The uh, Becky Lynch and the uh, Shana match ended. It was just like a real, real quick, like out of nowhere. Maybe the fact that it was in an empty arena that was part of the reason. It just seemed like it was it was it was a decent match, but it kind of like ended just out of the blue for some reason. It didn't have a build to it. Speaking of which, what the fuck was the Strowman Goldberg match? Speaking of just ending out of the fucking blue, I was like. <laughs> That was the craziest shit, too, yeah. Okay, so I can summarize this match pretty easy. It's like four spears, three power slams, and the match is over. That's literally that whole fucking match. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with Gold. They don't let Goldberg do a whole lot because he can't. Yeah, uh, clearly. He never could, really. I mean, he's a strong motherfucker. He never... I remember back in the day when we were in high school and Goldberg was just debuting or whatever, we knew. He sucked then. He was never, like, he was green. 
he's still green because if you really look at it, he only wrestled for WCW for what, maybe two years? I'm not counting the, you know, because he was injured that one. What was that one time where he busted his, uh, he busted like a limo window or something like that? Oh, he, yeah. He like cut an artery in his arm and he was out for like almost a year or something like that. I'd forgotten about that. I don't even remember who was in the damn limo, but like he might have been the NWO. I don't know. I can't remember either. It don't but, matter. Yeah, he 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 busted it like bled all over the place. And that was yeah, crazy. he's never he's never been good. So, and then the thing with Roman Reigns, where they didn't even explain that. They never even mentioned Roman Reigns on the SmackDown before that. They had just made an announcement like that it was going to be now it was going to be Braun Strowman and Goldberg, and they never said why. I guess they couldn't come out and be like, he's, he's afraid he's going to die. Like, we can't. We can't. Like, hang him in there. You might as well. If you're not going to say anything, just tell the truth. I, I mean, just I say totally, the doc, doctor wouldn't let him compete or something like that. I can totally see, though, McMahon doing that because he doesn't want anybody to look, like, weak in any way. I mean, he's, here's a son of a bitch that won't even sneeze because he thinks it makes him look weak. I guarantee yeah. you I won't say anything about that. <laughs> so yeah Wrestlemania is like uh, and then the Raw after Wrestlemania was even more pathetic like they were Nia Jax came back <laughs> and they are like yeah. oh it's a tradition every year there's some big superstar that comes back or whatever I'm like <laughs> did anybody miss her like I don't remember she was anybody gone. no I mean she was gone for like a year or two I don't remember anybody ever talking about her, and then I acted like it was the biggest deal ever that she was back. Well, it was I like when they, they added, uh, at WrestleMania, they added Tamina into that damn uh, women's gauntlet match or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Like She's Everybody's... been there for 10 years and has never done a damn thing. Yeah, I don't understand it either, man. What would you give overall like a grade to it? If you could break it up into night one and night two, what would you say? I would say that definitely night one was better for some reason, it seemed. But overall, like, I would give it maybe a four out of ten. Maybe. It was just slightly slightly better than WrestleMania 11. Jesus. I think. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I, don't, I can't think of a WrestleMania that was worse than that. I think that based on just, like, the Undertaker match, I'd probably give it, like, a 6 out of 10 for the first night and a 4 out of 10 for the second night. Just because, like, I really did enjoy both those matches that they produced. I don't know who was behind that. I heard Bruce Pritchard was mainly behind it, but, like, the way yeah. that both of them were done was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the cards they were dealt, they made the best, you know, they could... You know they were they were giving chicken uh, chicken shit and tried to make chicken salad out of it. Right. I hate chicken salad. I'd rather eat chicken shit than chicken salad. Well, well you know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But um, they should have postponed it, man. They should have. They should have done something else. I wouldn't have done. I mean, if it was my call, which of course it's only, it's only the boss's call. Well, um, see, that's that's the thing, though, man. Like. I think they should have basically done every single match like those two matches because 
if there's one thing that's fucking bizarre and just unsettling, it's watching like live wrestling without a crowd. I don't know why. It's just not. It is very weird. Yeah. Does not work. No. No. And the weird thing is, is they have already announced money in the bank for like my. May the 10th or whatever the date is. It's like the first weekend in May. I can't wait. I'm sure they're probably thinking they're going to be able to do it like with a... Yeah, money in the bank match without a damn crowd, too. Two money in the bank matches. That'll be great. I'm really looking forward to it. So, um, the other part, I guess, of the show that we want to do, which we've got a shit ton of these questions, I'm going to get pulled up here, is uh, kind of a and a I figured it'd be fun to do. We haven't done one of those in... Well, we haven't done a fucking show in years. Q&A in many years. I'm ready for it. I'm sure you can't wait. I'll get pulled up here. So, see how many questions we've got. I told people they had until 8 o'clock. We're recording this at 9.22. So, we've got about 60 questions on here. Wait, there's no way we can do 60 questions. 60. Well, we can, well, some of this shit we've probably already talked about. Let's we'll go to, to like, all a fucking $25,000 pyramid where you just shout shit at me. I try to, like, answer as quick as I can. <laughs> I won't scroll through them <coughs> while I cough the corona. Uh, let's see. Donnie Aldridge, he's probably got a few on here. You remember him, though? <laughs> I, I do. Don't you? Yeah. He said, and this is a serious one. If Steve was a woman, would you do him? <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably be the most unsettling looking woman of all time. I know, like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Steve already had some pretty good sized tits anyway, so. Just put a wig on him. Buddy, those are packs. They make titties. You leave him alone. Yeah. Man tits. Limber tots. Somebody was asking if we were going to go live. No. um, We used to go live all the time on Facebook. But Facebook took away the option to bring a friend in. Even though it's still on there. When you click on it, it doesn't do shit. That's great. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So if anybody, I know there's um, OBS or something like that. There's like a, that's kind of like the big thing that everybody's using now. I know absolutely nothing about that. But if anybody does and would like to help, maybe we can do that again at some point. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, we had a, okay. Darren DeFranzo was asking, what flavor do we like? Of what? What flavor pudding, baby? <laughs> pudding. Pudding. Like them pudding pops. Oh, the pudding. Mr. Cosby liked to, liked to get these women all passed out and give them a taste of his pudding pop. <laughs> Uh, if it's a serious question, then you got to go with chocolate. I would say I usually love chocolate on, uh, you know, for everything, ice cream, you know, 
chocolate fudge. But I'm gonna say butterscotch pudding. That's probably my favorite. Do you, remember, do you remember when uh, Wendy's had the Super Bar back in the day? I do. And that was the two desserts. They didn't have fuck ice cream. They didn't need no fucking ice cream. <laughs> they just they had, had pudding. They had chocolate pudding and they had butterscotch. They had big, big ten pound bowls of that shit. They also lost good. their ass on that, which I can totally oh, see. I'm sure. I wonder how. I wonder how many pounds of pudding they threw away every week. And fucking salad. They had the oddest array of shit. They had like tacos, salad, hamburgers, and then like pudding. <laughs> well, the, um, yeah, they had, they had, the, it was, they had it in sections. Like it was like fucking, uh, they had like the Mexican section. Yeah. And they had the Italian section. You yeah, remember they had, that damn garlic bread that they had, that was the best shit ever was. It was just like, it was just like slices of bread that they cut in half, but they had it like soaked in garlic butter. Yeah. It was some good shit. They need to bring back the Super Bowl. Not right now, because, you know, they can't. <laughs> I'm here, I say. That wouldn't go over too well right now. We bring it back. The Corona Bar coming soon. Oh, you know, it's got that fucking sneeze guard on it. Yeah. You know that one time, you remember that one time uh, we went to, uh, was it Chipotle, Chipotle or whatever, and uh, they make your shit, you know, and they have those guards up or whatever, and yeah. this girl couldn't, uh, we were in Ohio or something for some convention, I think, on the way back, and she couldn't understand what the fuck I was saying, like, because of my <laughs> accent, I guess, and I was trying to, like, point to what I wanted. And she almost come here smacking my damn head. No, don't put your hands back there. I remember that now, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not, never coming back. I'm never coming back to Chipotle again, you bitch. She's fighting Corona even back then for saving the idea. I know. She saw it. Was, you know, she listened to Sylvia Brown. Sylvia Brown predicted the coronavirus, by the way. Did you read about that? I did, yeah. yeah. You know what else anyway. A lot of people that were supposedly still alive that were dead. <laughs> yeah. She predicted a bunch of those. Well, it's, it's a hit or miss. You know, she can't be 100% correct all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's not math. Oh, uh, let's see. Mike Bowers wants to know what we think of the band Ghost. I've only ever heard one song of theirs, and it was the Rocky Erickson uh, cover song called If You Have Ghosts. So... That's all I'm basing it on is that one song, and I didn't like it. <laughs> Just because I'm well, talking. I think you didn't like it, too, because it was like a vastly different version. I mean, it wasn't like his at all. I mean, Which, I mean, to, to me, like, if you're doing a cover song, that's the way, even if, you know, you didn't like it, but that's the way you should do it. Change the fucking song. Make it yours. Don't do an exact copy of the original. I mean, I agree with that, but it's just, I don't like their style. Their style is like an operatic doom metal kind of thing. I just, I don't just like that shit. I'm not a big fan. I don't have, I think I might have one of their CDs, but they're okay. They're not, I mean, I would never, I think they're a little bit overrated. But I don't know if they're overrated. Among the horror all the horror people that are overrated. I don't know if they're really that mainstream. No, I don't think a lot of people know them outside of like that particular subgenre of music. 
So, um, Benji Gephardt wants to know, have we seen Dr. Sleep, which is the the sequel to The Shining that came out like 40 years after, and what were our thoughts on it? I have seen it. I saw it about two weeks ago, actually, for the first time. And it probably would be one of my favorite horror films from the last year, at least. The first half of that movie is fucking amazing. And, like, I mean, to the point where I couldn't believe it was made in this year, this past year, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's really that good. And then the second half, when they go back to the Stanley Hotel and everything, it's kind of like it. Like, when you get to the second half, it's like everything falls apart. Uh, it's just not... They try to redo specifically, like, scenes from The Shining with actors that look like the people from The Shining but are really not, and it's so fucking cringeworthy to watch it's that. It's kind of weird that a movie like that got made today, though, really, if you think about how old The Shining is. That's true. And, I mean, amongst horror fans, everybody still talks about that movie, but the mainstream, other than, like, that one scene that you see over and over again and, like, Ryan Cranston's doing it, the damn Mountain Dew commercial now or whatever, it's kind of surprising that they'd want to make a sequel of a movie that's 40 years old. Yeah, well, it's like, to me, when they were doing original stuff from the book, it was amazing. And then they tried to do, like, I'm imagining what shit that they thought fans would want in it. So they put, like, specific scenes and redid them from the original. And it's just, you can't even look at those scenes, man. It's so bad. They try to redo the, the twins, and they try to redo the blood, and they try to redo Torrance and all that stuff. Yeah, I I have not seen that movie yet. I do have it. Um, my plan, and it never happened, because I bought the 4K of the original Shining, I was thinking, well, that would be perfect if it we, we got a big snow, got snowed in, watched the Shining, and then watched the, you know, Doctor Sleep, but that didn't happen, so... Yeah. And uh, we didn't even come close to getting a decent snow this year. No. But I think you'll be surprised at how good the first probably hour and a half that movie is. And it just, eh. Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, if you will. Um, Have you guys watched Barrel Tick by Glenn Danzig? If so, your thoughts. Is this the horror movie that he made? I have no idea. I haven't heard of it. I think I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. And this is a good occasion, too, because there's a lot of movies that keep getting recommended on here. Some of them I have not seen, so maybe the next time we have a show, I can at least watch one or two of them, and and maybe you haven't seen them either. I don't know, Will. I'll be honest Uh, with you. uh, After Rob Zombie, I'm done with, like, musicians making fucking horror films. I'm really... For some reason, I can't... I can't see Glenn Danzig being a filmmaker either. Like, that just not... I don't know. <laughs> That's just weird. Like, I, yeah. No, probably not. Uh, uh, I would like to see Paul Simon make a horror movie, though. I think he could make a good one. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking follow his creepy ass around. That's true. Ah, fuck. Christopher Lax. Critter fan. Yeah. I do. Uh, your thoughts on. I'm skipping Darren's message, by the way, because we already talked about the Pet Cemetery remake 
and neither of us have seen Child's Play remake. So that's your one. Makes sense. Uh, thoughts on the Friday the Thirteenth franchise rights issues that's going, some lawsuits going on right now. So he's talking about the Victor Miller lawsuit and all that. Victor, yeah, Victor Miller versus Sean Cunningham, maybe. Yeah. Or New Line Cinema or Paramount or whatever the deal is. I don't know. It's basically the reason there haven't been a Friday the 13th movie in 11 years. I mean, I don't know the specifics of it. If Victor Miller wrote all the characters, but then he sold the shit as a part of the franchise to whoever, like Paramount or Sean Cunningham or whoever, then I'm guessing it's like, it's theirs, isn't it? Like, I don't... I don't know. Well, Victor Miller owns the rights to Jason Voorhees, the name. Maybe he wants to get a larger cut of the merchandising or who knows. Because they've, they've made a lot of money with the Friday the 13th video games and stuff like that. What's going on? My child just walked in. And now she's gone. That's kind of what happened. Yeah, you gave that look to her. You like you get No, I just thought it was kind of funny. She just came in here like nothing was going on. That's kind of bizarre. <laughs> well, you, you need to educate her and tell her you're sort of a big deal on the internet. I tell you what, shit. I just walked over and shut the door. I tell you what's funny as shit though. Like she has, like they've all gone back and watched a ton of the videos that we did. And I don't know if you remember like the legend, the blizzard, Bob, and that kind of stuff. They watched all those. Oh yeah. I don't think they fully understand what's going on. <laughs> that's killer. Ever that's like a, a Christmas tradition for them to watch that movie again. I swear to God it is. That's what the Blizzard shit. Bob Dad is. Uh, I wanna say that snowman piss on you. They they really did like that. They were like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. Anyway. <sighs> yeah, let's continue on. What were we talking about? Uh the Friday thirteenth lawsuit. Did we talk about that in detail? I, I think it's stupid. They need to fucking just come to an agreement and do like a ten movie deal for ten years and crank these some bitches out. There's too much money to be had. There's too much money on the table. I never understood that. I mean, especially when you've got, like, they, there was a sequel that was going to come out, but I guess the where all the theaters closed down, it's now, like, on demand or however they're doing a lot of them now. It was set to come out in the theater. It was, uh, it was a sequel to that movie, The Boy, that came out, like, four or five years ago. It, I saw that. It, what the hell? And you got that's going to come out. You know for a fact they probably spent some crazy money on that movie. Why don't you just make a freaking like uh, what it what would be a small budget movie now, like a million dollar movie? Get like an independent film crew together and make the damn thing. Bring it out in theaters. People are going to go see it just based on hey, it's Jason Friday the Thirteenth. Release it in the fall. There you go. You got, to, and that's what the Halloween guys did, and they oh, were successful. Man. Okay, how long has it been since they did a fucking Freddy movie? 
for that matter. Well, uh, that remake killed that shit. That's dead in the water right there. I mean, they could easily make something like that and have anybody else play that role, and it'd probably be better. As far as with the um, technology, though, technically, you could get a guy in a damn silicone Freddy mask and have Robert England do the voice. That's true. And just have it like it could be more like the the first couple of Nightmare on Elm Street movies where he's kind of lurking in the shadows. He has a few funny lines here and there. And make it like that. Easy. You could get Robert England to do it for next to nothing. I really do think, though, after watching Halloween, the last one, 2018 one, that you can make a movie like that like, and make it successful. Because the more I watch that movie, the more I actually think that's a pretty good movie. I mean, it's a pretty good standalone sequel. I don't know if you call yeah. it a sequel, but whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was like a combination of a remake and a sequel. <laughs> yeah. So let's continue on here. Do we think, this is from James Boom Boom O'Hagan. Do you guys think that movie theaters will last after the pandemic? No. No, I don't think, I don't think they were going to last before the fucking pandemic. I really don't think they're going to last now. Yeah, um... Who knows when after the pandemic is even going to be at this point either. Like, that's the scary thing. And a lot of these big, um, like, I know Fast and the Furious 15 or whatever the hell it was, it was supposed to come out in May, and they've already pushed it back an entire year. So, yeah, I I think a lot of the movie studios... um, the big budget movies, they're going to do that with. The ones that they think they can make crazy money with. But everything else is going to just, they're going to be like, fuck it, let's just bring it to Voodoo or iTunes or whatever, however people rent movies, put on direct TV that people rent on there. The movie theaters have been in bad shape for years, though, like you were saying. Yeah, I just think that, that whole, uh, when you go on Voodoo or anything now, you can do the whole theater, direct theater thing. I think that'll probably be the way they go with the majority of stuff, too. Like, yeah. I don't think they're going to mess theaters much anymore. Uh, we got Dastardly Dan Richmond. Remember him? He sent us uh, about... It's a music question. He said, um, are there any new stuff that you guys are listening to? CK, are you still buying vinyl? Yes. I always buy vinyl. Um I'm kind of selective what I get anymore, but uh, I've been on a Waxwork Records kick lately. They've had a big, they had a big sale going on. Still do, I think. And um, I try to pick pick up all the necessities there and uh, new music. Yeah. I don't know what's new that I've. The new Aussie album is pretty good. Have you listened to any of it? I have. It's definitely. I, I kinda... I agree with you. Yeah, it's definitely the best album he's come out with in probably 20 years, at least. Um, no, man. Like, I've not been listening to any, like, Trivium or whatever the fucking bands are that are coming out now. I just don't, just don't care. Here's, here's one that uh, I know a lot of people that's listening is probably not a big fan of this type of music. It's a high recommendation. It is uh, Br- 
Have you ever heard of Brent Cobb, Uncle Bill? Only from you on Facebook. That's all I have. No Place Left to Live. It was his very first album that came out. Um, I don't know if he self-released it or what when he was like 20. And this he's like 32 or something at this point. So, um, and it's by far the best fucking album that he's ever made. Like every song on it is really good. So it finally got a re-release. Uh, I think it was from like 2006. Um, and he posted like the big long story about how he got this made. And but yeah, it's really, it's really, really good. It's like Americana, country, southern rock mix type deal. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I buy vinyl. I've got quite a bit over the years. I actually take that back. There is one album that I've listened to that's pretty brand new that I thought was amazing. And it's Sturgill Simpson's uh, Sound of the Fury. Like, I don't know. Have you listened to that album? I've, there's a couple of songs on it that I really, really like, but um, I don't have that one yet. Well, here's the weird part. Like, Dad is the one, my dad is the one that got me into that album. For some reason, he loves him and bought that album, and then we were sitting over there, and he, we listened to the whole thing all the way through, and I was like, Jesus Christ, man, this is not really country, and this is not no. really, like, it's not really anything. It's like a whole other new genre. It's like if you mix... Yeah, it's, it's almost like um, Sergio Simpson's voice with Black Sabbath, some of the songs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's old like, school, like hard rock. And some of it's like Pink Floyd, you know, yes, kind of mixed with whatever that country music yeah but i think that that was um the soundtrack to an anime movie that he was making or something yeah so I've it's heard technically that like a, yeah i don't know if it did it ever come out i don't even know i don't, I think don't really know either I, yeah but uh that's the story behind that that it was just some it was like a side project and he decided to release because he was doing the music for it, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going to release the album." So, but yeah, um, this is one you definitely need to get, Uncle Bill. I can't believe you don't have it. Oh God, no, I don't have that. That's a hell of a freaking set. If they ever, uh, of course, they will. If they ever waxwork record, they'll re-release that song, bitch. So uh, let's go. Let's let's continue on here. Uh, any new thoughts on Eric C. Khan? Mm. He's no. in jail. Yeah, that's about all you can say. Uh, that was from John Creese, Creesat. Blake Paris, did anything ever happen to the strain building, or is it just sitting there dormant? It's still fucking sitting there. Not a damn thing going on with it. No, it's never reopened. They've never done anything with it. There's not even a church in it, like most... Dustin McNeil, he just had a comment, said, I still have my dead pit shirt. Can't fit in it, but I've still got it. Well, if you need to get a new dead pit shirt, fastcustomshirts.com is the place to go. He still has, I think, all the old designs, and uh, you can get them in any size up to 5X. Yeah, and Uh, uh, every new order comes with an enchilada if you if you order now yeah and if you order 
fifty dollars or more, you get a Frito pie on it. Oh, let's see. What do you all think of Ash versus the Evil Dead? I love that series. Yeah, that ended abruptly, didn't it? Yeah, and I kind of have a negative connotation with that series just because that is kind of what made Bruce Campbell be like, all right, I ain't never doing this shit again. (laughs) I'm never going to play that character again. But he will, if the price is right. Well... I just think the approach to it was weird. It was like, I would think that they should have done the movie, and then if the movie was a success, then do the damn show. But, you know, going back, I thought the first season was amazing. I thought it was, like, really well done. And then it's like, it didn't get better. It progressively just kind of got worse. The thing that I didn't like about it, and it may have just been, I don't know, I'm picky about stuff like that, is just the cosmetics of it. It just looked like a cheap TV show. They didn't make, to me, it looked, it would have worked better had they made it look gritty and like the first move. To me, and I know a lot of people don't agree with this, there should have been one Evil Dead movie, and it was the first one. Because technically, Evil Dead 2 was the first one, but it was just had, it had a bigger budget, and they threw in some more slapstick comedy in it. And the same thing with Real, well, Army of Darkness was a different movie, but it, we could have done without it. I think the first Evil Dead is a classic, though. Yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for that matter. Oh, I... I definitely say the same thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah, I mean the second one is just that movie, you know, made again with money. Yeah, money. Um, Eric Fetchit, what do you guys think of Halloween eighteen? Are you looking forward to the sequels? And are you watching any of the current Joe Bob Briggs content on Shudder? Well, I think I already kind of. Gave away what I thought about 18. What do you think about it? I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't think it was like... It wasn't something that was amazing. Like, oh... But I had fun with it. We saw it in Knoxville at um, this IMAX theater. And it was just... It was an experience. I enjoyed it, though. Um, I mean, it was kind of cheap and generic. It was kind of like Friday the 13th meets Michael Myers. Yeah. But, uh, I liked it. I'm looking forward to the other one so far. In terms of Joe Bob, though, I haven't actually watched any of that stuff on Shudder. I, I, I've actually got Shudder, but I just, I don't know. If it ain't the original Joe Bob drive-in, I just don't give a shit. I think Steve's probably more of the Joe Bob, you know, aficionado, too. Yeah. Um, Mike... Mike Gillen, I guess it's how you pronounce it. Have you guys seen either Mandy or Color Out of Space? And if so, what are your thoughts on? Now, Mandy is the, I believe, the Arnold Schwarzenegger zombie film. Is that Mandy or is that? Yeah, maybe. No. Is Mandy the one with Nicolas Cage in it? Oh, fuck, you're right. 
Is that? Maggie, I think, is the one Maggie. you're thinking. <laughs> Maggie, man. Yeah, because you had me. I was like, wait, because I was thinking of the one with, and I've never seen it. Uh, but no, I've never seen either of those, and I've heard a lot of good things about Mandy, though. I haven't watched either one of them. I don't think that uh, I've tried to actually watch Mandy because it was on Shutter. I think that's where it premiered was on Shutter, but it's kind of like um, who's that fucker? The Alejandro Jodorowsky. It's kind of like that where it's just shit's just bright and colorful and crazy and nothing makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, let's see, Ricky Haggard, it's Merle's grandson. Thoughts on David Benoit, the son of Chris Benoit, potentially signing with the wrestling promotion? Yeah, I have one thought. Please, God, change your name. Just change your fucking last name, please. I was listening to, I think it was Jericho's podcast, and he had David Benoit in there. And I understand it was his dad. He's still proud of, like, his dad's wrestling career and all that. But yeah, he he had said that he's going not only be a Benoit, but that his he was going to try to go by Chris Benoit because that was his his middle name was Chris <laughs> or David Chris Benoit or something like that. Please. And he had tights already made that was similar. It had the had the claw marks and stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to see that and be like, oh, these are some happy memories I have of your dad. <laughs> They're just going to be like, yeah. there's the fucker that killed everybody. Did you see the um, the dark side of the ring on Chris Benoit, though? I did. Last Network. Yeah, it was, really, it was a really good show. Like, I just <clears throat> I haven't seen the other episodes yet, but I've got them recorded in there. I did one on New Jack and uh, the Bra for All. I'm actually excited to see what they have put together for that. It's, I actually watched that last night. It's pretty good. Um, the one thing about that that I actually learned that I didn't know, I, I guess it was, I don't know how like widespread it was, was that he actually basically killed her by putting her in a crippler crossface and breaking her back. I mean, yeah. do you know, do you know what the fuck you'd have, how much force you would have to do to do that? Like, that's just one of the most disturbing oh. thoughts. That's one of those things where nobody will ever know exactly what happened. Evidently, he just completely snapped for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. No idea. Yeah. I ain't deal with that shit, no. Uh, Scott Pliskin, what do you think of Blumhouse's $20 rentals for The Invisible Man and The Hunt? I, I don't think, think they need to make they need to make money somehow, I guess. They ain't going to be in the movie theater. Yeah. Anthony Luzzi, uh, this was for both of you. Was there any horror movie that you covered on the show that grew on you as time went on? Maybe something you ended up hating even more than before. Ooh. I would say a movie that grew on me uh, was The House of a Thousand Corpses. That was yeah. one I initially saw, and I didn't really like it at all. I kind of hated it. <clears throat> but, uh, and I think we saw that in the theaters, if I'm not mistaken, back in the day. We did. I can't remember yeah. that far back. Yeah, we did. But yeah, I, I was like, what in the fuck? 
and it's still like as the as the movie goes on it is not very good but just the atmosphere in it and the look of the movie itself i kind of that kind of grew on me and still to this day I don't know what it is, but the Blu-ray of that, that was one of the original Blu-rays that first came out in like 2008, something like that. That Blu-ray looks fucking unreal still to this day. Like you would think it was almost like a 4K release or whatever. It's very weird that that was one of the early Blu-rays and it still looks amazing. Yeah, it is a movie that like when you first see it, I, at least I did. I didn't get it, but then as it goes on, like the beginning half of the movie is amazing. I think um, one that I've tried to watch over and over again, and actually hate more now than I did then, is the Friday Thirteenth remake. Like I've tried my best to like that movie, and it is just pure shit. It's worse than I even thought it was at the time. Yeah, the the Friday the Thirteenth movies are kind of. When you see them in the theater, nine times out of ten, you're going to love every damn one of them because of the crowd and just seeing it with you know with a um, bunch of fans of Friday the 13th. But then once you go and watch it again, like Freddy versus Jason was kind of like that too. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's pretty pretty killer. And then you watch it at home and like, yeah, it's all right. And you watch it again. And like, so. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, Ryan Guy, what two movies do you think deserve a Blu-ray release that has not gotten one? Jesus, what the fuck has not gotten a Blu-ray release at this point? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. The last broadcast. Yeah, <laughs> the fuck up. God. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh Christ. There's still like a, quite a few movies that have not been released on DVD yet, though, too. Like, um, Lunch Mate has never come out on DVD. <laughs> not <laughs> classic. I'm just saying. Like, that would sell. You know, some people buy that. And, it would. Uh, <laughs> They've never done the. Uh, do you know they're finally releasing Rad on uh, Blu-ray and 4K? No, that? I didn't yeah. know that. Vinegar Syndrome, I think, is coming out with it. I just can't even. I, think tell, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know what's not out on Blu-ray. To be honest with you, I know for me, certain movies, um, like. I don't know, like just before dawn or some of those Italian movies and shit. I'm fine just having them on DVD. Like I know Steve's is one that he likes to upgrade all this shit. Like uh, Beyond the Door, he likes to get the Blu-ray of Beyond the Door. No, I'm fine having the. How good is something like that going to look <laughs> on Blu-ray anyway? <laughs> You know. Yeah, I can't imagine a movie like fucking, you know, Forest or something on Blu-ray. The the Forest is on Blu-ray, by the way, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it is. I just can't <laughs> imagine that it's going like... So, uh, let's see. Questions about Tiger King. You watched all the Tiger King. I still 
I still need to watch the other five episodes. I watched the first one. Oh, let's see. Have you ever seen the movie Biodome? Yes, with Polly Shore. I don't know. I've, I've never seen it. I, I remember hearing the name, but I don't think somebody Zachary Wells asked if we could recast uh, John Carpenter's The Thing with the cast of Biodome. Who would play which part? What? He's been smoking some serious weed. Yeah, I mean that's a little. Reminds me of something, though. Uh, Waxwork Records has the the second pressing of John Carpenter's The Thing on vinyl and pre-order right now. Oh, Jesus. Joseph Perdue, good friend Joseph, known him for a long time, sends me Christmas cards. Nice fella. He got a lovely question here. He said, who's going to eat ass first? Uh, who's to say that somebody already has it? That's what I was thinking, yeah. You realize how old we are? We've done quite a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Uncle Bill's been eating my ass for many years, so you all know. <laughs> Preferably yeah. with, uh, with the creamy French dressing. That's my yeah. favorite. And it's dark and cavernous, like your soul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. David Cross. You don't want to mix him up with the legendary Christopher Cross, who uh, didn't he pass away recently or something like that? Had that song. Yeah, I think he did. Ride like the wind till I'm free again. Didn't he also? Yeah, he's the one that did the Arthur theme too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he he did a lot of like really like, like early 80s poppy type weird you know prog shit mixed right. prog. There's, also, that was, there's also uh crisscross I mean, which will make you jump there's yeah. that too. but i think chris chris killed himself it's just cross is left so oh, Jesus. well they do just fucking kind of like hop there's only yeah. uh, one of them i'll see here oh are there any horror-themed TV streaming series you're watching? Uh, he mentions Walking Dead, Black Mirror, Creep Show, uh, Channel Zero. He says, I know Uncle Bill used to watch The Walking Dead, and CK never did. Well, I watched about, I did watch the entire first season, but after that, I kind of. Uh, and he continues going on about um, Black Mirror. He says that I've never even heard of that. Um Creep show. The thing about the creep show series is, and I'll probably get the Blu-ray of it. It's coming out. Is it's like independent films, right? Like independent short movies. So there's not a whole lot of consistency with the. I mean, by the sound of it. Well, uh, I watched three of those. I think that Ron Shutter, and uh, it's kind of reminiscent of um, the Masters of Horror series. I guess that would be the closest thing you could compare it to now. Uh, it's okay. I mean, it didn't blow my skirt up or anything, but it was all right. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to be going to be one of those Blu-rays that comes out and it's going to be really, really cheap from like the get-go. Maybe I'm wrong, but and that's when no, I get it. You're probably right. Uh, the Walking Dead, though, I had to quit watching that show because once it got to, I guess the last two seasons, if it 
it wasn't like stupid enough and just dragging on by that point that it really like started to do that by the end. I just couldn't hang in there. Much like wrestling, I couldn't hang in there for a long time. And then I just recently started watching that again. So who knows what happened? Yeah, I think with me, I just watch wrestling out of just habit. Like it's Monday. That's kind of what I've always done. But now, with 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 DVR, I fast forward to great majority of it. I watch it about an hour and a half in, and get completely caught up by the end of it. Uh, as far as the horror TV shows with me, I've not seen any of the ones that you've mentioned on here. I've never even heard of Black Mirror, but I have been out of the game for a little bit, so. Yeah, I haven't heard that one either. I don't really watch anything else that I can think of, like, uh, on a regular basis. Uh, Jean Grande, you remember him? That's a blast from the past right there. Yep. Um, how, how would you rank the French Five? My ranking would be High Tension, number one, Inside, number two, Martyrs, number three, Them, number four, Frontiers, number five. Wow, I haven't even... I haven't even thought of those movies in in a long time, but the top three I definitely yeah are all classics to me. I I love High Tension, Inside, and Martyrs. I think for me the film out of all those that when I, I watched it 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 fucking just shocked me at how wild it was when I turned it on, and that would have been Martyrs. It's yeah, just, I would. God, it's like a fucking blender of insanity when you fucking start watching that movie. Yeah, it's like being put through something. Like you run a gauntlet of shit yeah. thrown at you yeah. by the time you know it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say maybe high tension was kind of like that as well. But we were already used to it by that. So. It would be, uh, I would say, Martyrs would be the, would be my top choice, and then Inside, and then uh, High Tension. Well, here's the thing: I don't remember Frontiers. Like I know we watched it, and I know we reviewed it, but I don't remember anything about it, so I can't really put that one on the list. I'd probably go Martyrs, High Tension, Inside, and what was the other one besides Frontiers? Uh, them, which I remember we've seen, but I've never. I can't recall it. I can't recall Frontiers either. I would say, what did I say? Inside would be number three. I liked Inside as well. Um, Martyrs and High Tension is kind of neck and neck. The only reason I really like High Tension is because I think it was us. We, yeah, we saw it in the theater like when it came out, and it was in friggin' Pikeville of all places. Like in when I don't know what year that came out, like two thousand. Yeah, like two thousand three, maybe two thousand four. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, we were the only ones in that movie theater. It's weird to be in a movie like that in Pikeville, Kentucky. I'll say that. So continuing on here, like I said, we got a ton of questions. Um, Zachary Wells. Have you guys been enjoying the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs at all on Shutter? I think we kind of talked about that. Um, there's a, a separate question that was talking about Joe Bob's drive-in. I haven't watched it. Maybe I tried to watch 
some of it. I don't know. So I don't. I wouldn't say I've been. Yeah, that it. would that would be a good question for Steve. I do not have Shutter simply because I have way too many streaming services as it is, and I don't even watch those. So you know, it's yeah. kind of like I've either I either have all these services or have usernames and passwords for all these services so i just can't justify paying another what is shutter like six dollars a month or something like that i, I know it's not very yeah, i know it's not very much another one from uh, grande john says did you think hereditary was overrated um he said i thought it sucked also, um, are you guys a fan of Argento's trauma and the Stendhal syndrome? Okay, so the first part, I can't really answer that because I've never seen the Red Terry. I've heard people talk about it, but never seen it. Yeah, I've heard, and, and that seems to be a uh, one of the movies. There's like two or three movies that people keep mentioning on here that we need to see. So Hereditary, we have on Voodoo. Um, I watched the trailer for it. I'm thinking it's the same creepy little girl place in it, maybe. I, I mean, she's very, I don't know if there's, she has some sort of, uh, what's that? Oh, gosh. Some kind of deformity or something to her face. She's yeah. in it. I think it's the girl from A Quiet Place, if I'm not mistaken, but it looks interesting. It does. I've never, like, I've never heard anything about it. I don't know, like, how it ends or, you know, usually when the movie gets that popular, you'll hear some spoilers about it, but I've just never got around to watching it. As for the second part of the question, which, what the fuck was the second part of the question? Now that I bring it up. Argento's trauma uh, and the Stendhal syndrome. Been a long, remember- long time since I've seen those movies. Yeah, I remember watching those when they put out the new, uh, when I think it was Blue Underground put out the DVD of Stendhal Syndrome. I remember liking that. And I remember watching Trauma, and it was in one of those like Anchor Bay collection 10 things. Right. Oh, a lot of the um, artwork for the Italian horror movies that Anchor Bay did was very similar to one another. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say, um, like, if you re- if you really weren't into Argento, like, there's no way you'd know what those movies were or be able to separate them, because basically they all look exactly the same. Like, the, you're gonna have to turn it off. Showing I've got poor connection. <laughs> all right, can you see me? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Herbert West said, have you heard anything from Michael Felcher lately? What do you think about the rumor of a new Friday the 13th Blu-ray box set? It's weird because the only way that I keep in touch with Felcher now is he does these live chats. uh, And sometimes he does live auctions. And every now and then I'll be going on Facebook and I'll see him on there. And uh, it's somebody asked him that question on the chat and he did the typical Felcher thing where he was like, Oh yeah, I may have heard about that, but uh, you know, who's to say, you know, that shit, which means yes, that's definitely coming out. Like that's always what he does. Like right before something's going to come out, but he can't talk about who's it. Who's going to, 
is it is it maybe a Scream Factory release or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it has to be something like that. Yeah. But that would mean that the lawsuit, the Friday the Thirteenth lawsuit, would be. Isn't it? We were talking about that the other night. So. All I know is if you go back and watch the last live chat, I don't know if it's still up on his page or whatever. I don't know if he records those or not. But if you go up there and and watch it, somebody asked that question. And he does the thing where, like, you know how he does, where he's like, ah, yeah, that's why I heard about that, too. Where he purposely doesn't answer it. I think at this point, though, Screen Factory needs to pull out the 4K card. We've already gotten, I don't know how many different Friday the 13th Blu-rays. So, they need to make it up the ante a little bit. Synapse already has 4K out, right? Vinegar Syndrome is coming out with some 4Ks. Even though, I mean, how good is uh, Jason uh, Takes Manhattan going to look in 4K? I don't know, but, you know, that would at least uh, be something that hasn't come out at this point yet. And you know if Scream Factory has a 4K box set with eight movies, it's probably going to be about 350 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be the problem. The other problem is, is that it's going to sell out almost immediately if they do that. Like, I know too. Yeah, I am too. But, I mean... <laughs> well, that's the thing, like... Because we're fucking, like, we're dumb, basically, because... The Friday the 13th box set now, if you have it with the tin and all that stuff in it, you can probably sell that thing for, what, at least a good 200, 200 bucks. Well, easily. Maybe 250 In that last auction, he sold one of them. I think it went for like over $200. Yeah. Which, by the way... Well, you can't... Yeah, you can't really judge much on that auction, though, because people, like, they can just go ape shit. Let me tell you, if you ever get a chance, like, and he does another one of those auctions, if you're just like a casual horror fan, get on there because, like, he does sell some pretty awesome shit and shit that, like, you can't really get anywhere. It doesn't really exist on, like, eBay or anything like that. The problem is, I don't know who's bidding on this shit, but they must be some actors. Have you, uh, you watched any of Sean Clark's auctions and stuff? I've just seen pictures of some of the stuff that he's going to auction. I'm, I'm wondering how much some of that stuff's actually went for. Like, he had a laser disc of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street that was signed by like 15 people or something like that that he was going to auction off. No, but like, there was, I was watching, uh, this is on Shudder too, which is seriously the God, another reason you need to get Shudder. There's a um, new series called Cursed Films, which is about like the legends of films that apparently have a curse on them, like Poltergeist. Uh, uh, the crow. Poultry guy has a crow. Yeah. But uh, in that, Sean Clark's in the poultry guys, and he actually owns the fucking clown from that movie. So, yeah. 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 I've I've heard of the show, and I think that he he posted like whenever that show came out or whatever, he posted a picture of the. The clown. Sean Clark's got some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, he's got real screen use, like uh, Michael Myers mask from the films. He shows all those. I'm just sitting there like, and I've got like a ton of shit over here, by the way. I'm sitting there like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, you're never going to get that shit. There's no. no way. 
Well, I mean, you got to think he's kind of been in the business one way or another for probably about 20 years uh, and lives out there in L.A. So, I mean, it's easy access for him to say, hey, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know. That's probably exactly how he does it, too. Yeah, if you got it, man. All right, so... Continuing on. Yeah, but if the Friday the 13th set comes out, that would be huge for Scream Factory because they haven't released any... There haven't been any... that have, I've been running. They're running out of shit to release. Yeah. So that would be huge. It's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And I, saw, I think I said that about two years ago. The problem is they just keep re-releasing the older stuff that they've already released in like new collector's edition tins and shit. I'm just like... No, we're not go through all that. Uh, Jason Eugene Tria. Given the success of the film Joker, will we see a surge of lard ass jokers at conventions? <laughs> <laughs> this is reference to something that was on the fucking show at one time, right? Didn't we talk about like um cosplayers and they were like there was like lord ass Batman and lord ass Joker and shit. I'm thinking that's what I it is I believe we did yeah I'm thinking it's something yeah so yeah you probably will see an increase of lord ass jokers lord ass Batman even maybe lord ass Aquaman uh, <laughs> yeah lord ass I that's the thing. That's true, though. I don't remember talking about that, but that is definitely 100% true. Like, whenever you see something get popular, you can about guarantee there's going to be a thousand different people that should not be wearing the outfits that they're in doing, like, cosplay and those things. There was, um, this was, like, a couple years ago now. I have a picture somewhere, and it's a, um, at my work, they do, they let you do Halloween. You know, you can dress up as long as it's nothing like you can't be a devil or a witch or anything. And uh, there was one department that dressed up as superheroes. And this girl was dressed up as the Incredible Hulk, or she was supposed to be the Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah. And she had a, uh, just a green sweatshirt, and she had put green face paint on and I swear to God she looked more like a fucking coal miner than she looked like the Incredible <laughs> Hulk. That paint looked like she had just smeared it all over her face. You know. Yeah, bad. well you know, that's well, that's another thing about like uh people in horror movies. Like you can tell the people that aren't really into horror movies by how well they dress up for like Halloween. Because you don't really put any effort into it if you just don't give a shit. Like oh yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, um, I won't always dress up as, yeah, I mean, it's usually something that nobody expects is what I do, but I usually, like, last year, or the year before last, I was Dr. Phil, I don't know if you remember seeing the... That was amazing, that was actually, like, I think my favorite of any of them. Yeah, and I was Macho Man the year before, which people could, and this past year, I was Chris Stapleton, which that was kind of... I think people like that too, but that was mainly just stuff that I already had aside from the wig. So, yeah, it was pretty good too. I have to admit. So I yeah, um, 
I'm not sure what I'll be this year at all. But it's always fun. I enjoy that. I mean, hell, whatever. Brian Andrew Piotrowski, you know, the one that likes to suck plenty of dig, uh, he asked, why did Uncle Bill oh, God. turn his back on the fans? <laughs> Listen, just so we're clear on this, I just lost my smile. And I had to go away for a while to find it again. But I'm back. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, too. And I was looking like I had discovered all kinds. It's like a plethora of dead pit goodness earlier today on a hard drive. And I was looking like at which it also included every midweek obliteration, every MySpace show that we ever did. And I think that there was a point there, and you can tell me if, looking back, where it would seem we we would get to a point where every time we were together, we were recording every fucking thing that was going on. Everything. Like, that, to and from. And it got to be, and I mean, part of that may have been my fault, too. It got to be to the point where, God, I mean, when the fuck can we use bullshit, you know, and not not record everything? For years, it was everything. Uh, I can remember so we, you calling. I can remember you calling up at my house at the time, and, you know, we were just talking and stuff, and then you'd be like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and record this one. Like, what the fuck were we recording? The midweek obliteration or the fucking, you know, something, something else or something. It was like every right. time we talked, even on the phone, we were recording something. Right. Some sort of promo. And there's the thing, like, we, we talked about every week, but there for God, I mean, it was every, it was every year we did the show up until what? I was trying to figure out when we quit doing the midweek show. I think it was like a year before we actually quit doing the actual show. So yeah. it was technically two shows. We did like a two and a half hour dead pit show. We did a half an hour midweek show, sometimes an hour long midweek show. So, but, it's a lot of I stuff. Mean, it was a lot of stuff to do. I just really didn't More. want to drop the uh, Dead Pit Championship belt. So, I just left, took it with me. Yeah, you like Buddy Landale. Yeah. He had a big collect- collection of like shit ass wrestling championships <laughs> over the years. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Like how many belts that he put. That really is with. true too. That should yeah. be on like next season of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Talk about you know the dark side of Buddy Landell. But nobody would have any idea who the fuck that was. So. Uh, let's see. Zachary Wells again said recently watched Into the Pit documentary for the first time on YouTube after years of being. Uh, unable to get my hands on a copy. I really enjoyed it. My question is, will we ever get the long-awaited sequel into the pit to make room for that egg? I don't think so. I really don't see uh, Kelly coming back from Wisconsin to uh, visit us right now and do another documentary. That's true. We could, like, just shoot it ourselves and film it over, like, even, like, try to because we wouldn't have even their budget or even half of their budget, just like shoot it on our phones. Like you could shoot your part on your phone and I could shoot my part on my phone and we'll just combine them. We could make end of the pit too. 
end of the pit to make room for Daddy. <laughs> I think it needs to happen. That's a great name for it. But here's yeah, the thing. especially <laughs> since you've got about 18 kids now. <laughs> yeah. If we do that, though, what I want to do is uh, film my descent into madness from having all these kids. That's where I get like a methamphetamine addiction. I have to sell all my yeah. horse stuff. You'll yeah. be like uh, William uh, Forsyth in uh, the uh, Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, beginning of. Yeah. Give me a beer, bitch! That's the worst shit ever. Go fuck your ass! It's uh, still, it's still like some of the worst dialogue. I went back and watched that movie probably about a year ago, and I'm sitting there watching it. And it's like, can you imagine even typing that up? Like, that goes on forever. He's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna skull fuck you, fucking corpse, and butt fuck you. And I'm gonna, it's like I can't imagine anybody Get that out. Out. <laughs> like, What? Uh, Darren Burroughs, though, continuing on here. Did you see the "Don't Fuck with Cats" documentary on Netflix? If so, thoughts. Did you tell me about that? Or was that I have it? seen it. Yes. Yeah. Have you not seen, seen it? it? I haven't seen okay. it. Okay. All right. Go fucking watch it. Because when you, this shit, it's, uh, I'm not going to really talk about what goes on in it. But the whole thing, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, how did I not hear about this guy at all? And I really didn't because I, um, I mean, hell, I, I record every uh, 2020, every Dateline. Um, and they had never talked about the story before, but basically the, the story is the guy starts off as, um, he makes these videos on the internet, killing cats and a Facebook group starts up all this, uh, trying to figure out who this motherfucker is, you know, cause you, know, you don't fuck with cats. That's where they got the name. Um, so he keeps fucking with him, the guy. And as eventually later on in the documentary, he was like, I'm done playing with pussies. This time I'm going to kill a real human being. And he does and films it. Jesus. So, yeah. But it's all, like, it, it is really good. It's We started watching it, and it was one of those when we finished it the next day. I, don't, I can't remember how many parts it is, but it was so good. We were like, God, I don't want to stop watching it. But yeah, it's really good. It is, I would say I haven't seen all of Tiger King, but I'd say it's better than Tiger King just because Tiger King. I was like, okay, I can watch this road. This one, I was like, I couldn't wait to watch the next episode of it just to see what happened, you know? Yeah. Really good, though. Uh, Zachary Wells is burning it up tonight. No, we already read that question fuck you Zachary that was all that was last <laughs> that was the last show you suck that, was, that was the bio dome uh cast I don't uh, want to talk in, about bio dome anymore. yeah I don't want to ever hear that movie again uh, <laughs> uh Jack Cook who um we knew as one time the scab boy you remember him that's a name from yeah. the past He's like the biggest Friday 13th collector of all time. Yeah. Uh, 11 
He says, 11 plus years ago, you guys discussed heavily the notion that quality transfers of movies would be available in digital non-disc format. A lot seem to believe that it was more in the distant future than it actually was. So here's the question. Do you actually like the streaming 4K movie better than the disc option? He says that I love it a lot more than I believed I would. It's just, it's like, I guess you could equate it to like albums in a way. Because like digital music is a thousand times easier to just stream than an album. But there's something about an album. There's also to me something about like a Blu-ray or a 4K or something like that when you watch it. Maybe it's the maybe it's the ritual of it or I don't know what it is, but I actually kind of I prefer streaming just because of how convenient it is, but like I actually think that the the Blu ray esque digital movies like that look better. Streaming too, like like you said, it's convenient. That's why it's probably the number one, I guess, format right now, if you call that a format. Um, just because a lot of people and, and let's be honest, DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff take up a lot of room as yeah. well. Like that was one of the big reasons back years ago, whenever I started getting into voodoo hardcore, um, because there was still a lot of stuff that I wanted to own on Blu-ray, but a lot of the mainstream, like newer stuff that was coming out, I was fine just streaming it and just so I could watch it if I wanted to see it, you know, um, but as far as the 4K goes, for me at least, I would rather, um, if I'm going to watch it in 4K, I'd rather have it on the disc just because when you stream in 4K, it uses up a shit ton of your bandwidth and your your data. Because yeah. I use, you know, I use my... Uh, so, you got to be careful. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, I... The 4K thing, I'm. A lot of people keep saying that uh, 4K is going to be the final physical format, and they said that about Blu-ray too. I'll just never. There's always going to be that special market for people that want the actual item to put it on their shelf. And you look at it with what happened with Screen Factory, and it's like all Screen Factory does now is cater to collectors. They don't even try to make anything like mainstream. They're just like, okay, we got this movie we need to sell. We'll throw a poster in there. We might have an action figure. Like they're, and we'll make it 80 bucks. But they're clearly directing everything towards like hardcore fans. You know, like I'm surprised. Uh, we were talking about this. I can't remember if I was talking about this with you or who it was. That I'm surprised Screen Factory hasn't tried to get into the soundtrack market a little bit more with a lot of their releases. I don't know how I don't know how the um, rights issues go with that. If you have rights for the movie itself, if you automatically have rights for the soundtrack or what, but a lot of their limited editions to me, I would be more up for if they included the vinyl than the poster because I don't only have so much wall. Yeah, all that shit's been used up for about twenty years. I don't know how that works either. I just know that the only two companies that really have like a, a clutch on horror. Oh, it's pussy. Why, mm. oh, Roxy? Oh, oh. shit! <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, though? 
Oh, I was just saying, like, uh, Death Waltz, uh, which is, I guess, Mondo and uh, Waxwork are the two ones that really release, like, horror vinyls all the time. Yeah, Waxwork, does, they do a great job with it. Um, Mondo is another one that does, they do a really good job. And theirs are actually probably a little bit better priced, but they have a little bit more money. Mondo's been around for a while, so I guess they're a little bit more... They have a little bit more of a budget to work with so they can make more or however that works. Uh, let's see. Zachary Wells is also asking about Hereditary. Have you seen Midsummer? That's another one that everyone's... No. that's a, I, I guess along the same lines. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. I've never seen it. And he also is asking you to unblock him on uh, Facebook. Zachary Wells is. He misses you. When the fuck did I block him on Facebook? I don't know. It could have been years ago. It probably was. I don't remember that. Mids- like a, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the trailer for it. It seems like a Wicker Man ripoff, totally. I mean, that's just the vibe that it that I get from it. It does look like that. Um, Chris Johnson, here's a new... Um, I don't know if we've answered one of his questions. Is Uncle Bill still training for the National Chess Shitting Championship? Or has he climbed into the Master Chess Shitter spot? Yeah, I mean, there's only so many levels you can go. But, I mean, the Grand Master Chess Shitter, once you get there, I mean, it's all downhill. So, I think I've pretty much hung it up now. Yeah. Now I just mostly focus on water sports. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Brendan Mitchell, wet movie. I have two questions. One, did you guys ever think that Blu-rays and DVDs would still be available to buy in stores like Best Buy and Walmart in 2020? And how long do you think they will stay around? Also, he says, P.S., does Uncle Bill still love big black man dick? (laughs) Well, that should go without saying. Yeah, he enjoys that. That's just naughty. Yeah, that kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, you just read that off like a fucking grocery list or something. So, uh, yeah, about the longevity of DVD and Blu-rays. DVD's been around since 1997, technically, and Blu-ray since 2007, I think, 2006. 2006, I'm thinking. Sounds roughly right. I mean, yeah. the only thing I've noticed is like with all stores, the physical media sections just keep getting smaller, smaller, like less and less things are there. Like the the Walmart shelves, for instance, that used to be for like DVDs, there used to be probably six or seven of them. And now there's like vinyl. There's a little bit of vinyl, but it's mostly all like, they replace all that stuff with like media related stuff, like stuff for your iPhone or stuff like that. Like, there's not a lot left of DVDs and Blu-rays. I think mostly Walmart is the bargain area, like bargain bins, and they have like that, yeah. um, like uh, that big uh, setup there. It's like, you know, in between uh, the uh, electronics and everything else. Usually, is like ten dollar DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. The VHS was around, was around since what? 
VHS had a life span, like about 20, I think. If I'm not mistaken, like they were around in the late, from the late 70s to 2000, and when they quit making VHS, like 2002, 2003, something around I, that time period. That may yeah. not be that accurate. I don't know, but let's just say we'll give them an extra five years. 30 years VHS has been around. So, DVD has already been around about 25 years, and it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Come here. Come here. Come back here. Come here. Scared to get on camera, are we? (laughs) He ain't going to do it. You can show everybody your mini-me. It's kind of freaky. Come here. He's got to. What are you doing? Look at this. This is a Foxamer. He can't hear me, son. What are you doing, buddy? How are you doing? Look at him. Isn't it odd? Yeah. He just needs a little bit of uh, uh, some glasses and slick his hair back. You have to bring him down here so I can scare the shit out of him sometime. He's not like that, though. He's not like the, the girls. So he don't get scared. No, the, thing, the thing about me and kids that age, usually they're not even that scared of me. They just sit and stare at me. That is usually what happens, yeah. Yeah. I remember Popper was that way. What the fuck is that thing? <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. But I, yeah, I think DVDs will, uh, they'll be around for at least another, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. So I'd say it will break the VHS streak of 30 years or whatever. Probably, yeah. Jonathan Lundy is wondering what our thoughts are on 4K Blu-ray. CK was a huge supporter of Blu-ray, and if I remember correctly, Uncle Bill hated it. LOL. I did. I'm not gonna lie. When the Blu-ray like trend came along, I was thinking. I mean, DVD hadn't been out that long at the time, and also, it just seemed like a gimmick. But I mean, I was wrong about that. Yeah. The for most movies that we enjoy, Blu-ray is perfectly fine. So, I'm sure. The time will come when we will have like um, the Beyond on Blu-ray and all, all these Italian horror, or not on 4K Blu-ray, and all these Italian horror movies on 4K Blu-ray. But Blu-ray is going to be fine for shit like that. I don't think movies um, like you know I know Steve would probably buy the fucking 4K of Beyond the Door or whatever, but <laughs> it's not going to make any difference. There ain't going to be any difference in it that you won't be able to tell at least. There comes a point with all this shit where it's like, I mean, how clear do you really need some of these movies to be and how much money do you want to spend to get them that clear? Like, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to go out and buy four Ks of every single thing that comes out. I rarely buy them. Yeah, I mean, I I get a lot of four Ks around Black Friday season. That's probably when I buy the most of them. 
And then Sarah buys almost every Disney one in 4K. I don't know why exactly, because we don't open and watch any, any of them. <laughs> They're kind of just there. But yeah, just to keep. She buys more it. movies than I do, though, actual actual physical copies. All right, you got to see this, though. What? You got to see this. You ain't gonna show and tell. Hold on. Yeah, one sec. If you're going to show us your Peter, you better zoom in quite a bit. <laughs> it kind of looks like that. This is Winston. Oh, your bald puss. Well, I did show like, you. I did show <laughs> Winston doesn't oh, like me held that's, whatsoever. That's Mr. Wh- Mr. Wigglesworth. Yeah, Roxy doesn't like to be held either. It's the weirdest looking damn thing ever, though, man. Like, Does I still, it have a weird smell to it? How does it? What does it smell like? I mean, I don't go around sniffing like ass or anything. But, I mean, it, <laughs> that is the one thing I always want to say. Because cats just smell like their fur usually. It doesn't smell, but here's the only part about it that really kind of like freaks me out. So I don't know if you know, but like cats have this oil that they secrete that you never ever notice if they have fur. But if they don't, it collects like in her ears and on her skin and stuff like that. It's just weird. It's like blackish kind of oil that's in her ears. Which you, I mean, when cats have that kind of fur, mm. so you can't really see it. Yeah. Other than that, so yeah, we're both cat. we're both fans of the pussy, baby. I like it hairy though. Yeah, I might have to let her out. She'll bug the piss out of me. Come on. Get out of here. Come on. Okay. We already talked about, somebody asked about the cult of Chucky. We already talked about that. We already talked about the child's. Um, I have not, somebody asked about I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu. I've never heard of that. No, I haven't either. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever watch it. Um, Any Nate Kanga says any movies like the recent Halloween you'd like to see get a sequel set years later, or in the case of Halloween, ignore some of the sequels and get a true sequel. Also, thoughts on this trend in general. So, Halloween's done this two separate times where they yeah. pretty much forget about all the other sequels before and just make a new movie, which I'm fine with that, I guess, because at once you get past like seven or eight movies, nobody's going to remember all that shit anyway. <laughs> you know, sure. I mean, unless you're like us, where you're hardcore into it, it, it doesn't really. So you you can't really write a narrative that's going to follow all the shit from the previous movies. I'd be good. Here, I'm sitting here trying because I think Halloween might have been the only movie that really ever did that well. But I'm sitting here trying to think, like, what franchise of movies would I want them to just erase certain movies and go into, you know, like a reimagining? I don't know what you call that now. Um, you could do that with Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, we were talking about that the other night, like, because it's been so long ago. What is it? It's been 10 years since that remake, so... I would just make a seat, make it like a pseudo sequel, but not really. And you could still just call it Nightmare on Elm Street or 
just saying that Meryl Street, Freddy's whatever, Freddy's Freddy's nightmares begin again. Whatever. I, I think you're gonna fucking think I'm crazy, but I really think one franchise they could do that with, and it would actually be like semi enjoyable, would be Saw. If they just ignored every other movie except for the first one and just like did a different take on it other than the way that they did that, which I don't even know how to explain how the fuck they did those movies. It's like in the middle of it, from about three on, it became like CSI. And like everything was connected to that cop and Jigsaw and all that shit. And maybe if they had just stuck with like a standalone kind of thing where, you know, he just puts people in traps and shit and that's like kind of the way it is it'd have been all right <clears throat> yeah Saul would probably benefit from that um yeah I still I still haven't seen the G- movie that came out what was it two years ago but I had yeah. no desire to see any movies ever again <laughs> uh, so uh, let's see here Lay Meadow, we've talked about all those other movies. Um, aside from the scary stories to tell in the dark film, we haven't talked about it. Um, did you see it? Nope. Okay. I I did watch that one a few months ago. Uh, I was... Wait. I guess... Yeah, I did see that, actually. It's one of those deals where the kids wanted to watch it, and I rented it and like halfway watched it, but I remember like certain parts from it. Now that I think about it, yeah, um, I, I was I was kind of let down with it. Like I thought that was one of those movies that they really couldn't mess up. Just make it an anthology film or something along the lines of Trick or Treat or Creep Show, and just enter those stories into it. You could even do something corny like have the the, whoever the narrator was in it just tell a campfire story of all the stories and do it like that you didn't have to be again like high art like a lot of but they tried to in the scary stories telling the dark movie they tried to they created some character that wrote all these stories and she was writing these stories it was almost like final destination or something mixed in there I didn't hate it or anything, but to me, I was a little bit let down by it. I'll be honest with you, man. Like, the longer that guy makes movies, the more I just don't like that style of movie making. I don't know how how you would really classify it, but it's like fantasy, Tim Burton-esque mixed with, like, gothic. I don't know what that is exactly, but I'm just not a fan of his style, except for maybe, like, one or two movies that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't like the approach they took with it, and it was a lot of the same stories that's from those books. I mean, I love those books. I think everybody our age was big fans of that when it came out. It was just the execution of it, and I, yeah, I mean, I think that that was a missed opportunity, because we, I think we were waiting on that movie for a long time, and it was like, eh, but They'll probably make more of them. I I'm think sure it was will. a success, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it made, I think it made its money back, which is all you need nowadays. Uh, let's see here if there are any more that we've got. Uh, 
We talked about American Horror Story. I've never, I think I tried to watch season. I never, you still watch it. I hear the 1984 one is pretty good. Uh, I I've actually, heard a lot of people say that. I actually want to watch that one. I haven't watched it. I stopped watching it on the season that Lady Gaga was in. Like after that season, I quit. So whatever's after that, I have no idea. And I haven't watched 84 yet, but I'd kind of like to. Um, Lydia Lardo, horror queen. Remember her? Most, uh, she says, most modern horror sucks. I just can't do it. What are your thoughts on Blumhouse and A24 taking over the scene? I actually kind of agree with her on that. Like, uh, Blumhouse, maybe with the exception of uh, Halloween 2018, there's something about the way that they make movies, the style of movies that they make, which just clearly aren't directed towards my generation. It's like everything looks very Lionsgate-ish and very, like, faded. Yeah, it's all, yeah. yeah. And plus, isn't Ryan Rotten in charge over there? He's one of the higher-ups. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't do that. Sorry. Uh, A24, they're the ones that's do, that did uh, movies we haven't seen, Hereditary, and uh, didn't they do The Witch, too? When that one sure. movie. I, I actually really like that movie. That's a whole other story. Well, it seems like a lot of their stuff is like very bizarre art house style shit. I guess they're like the Hammer Studios and Bloomhouse is like the fucking whatever, Paramount or whatever you want to yeah. say. <clears throat> Jorge E. Barda, I think it is. Sometimes it's pronounced Jorge and sometimes it's just pronounced George. So I don't know. It could be George. It could be Jorge. What about I Jorge? Say Jorge just because I like, yeah. What is the best horror apparel online store? He says, I suggest check out Paul Bear Press before you decide. Well, I really, you know, just because Paul Bear was one of my all-time favorite managers, I'm going to have to check it out because, you know. Look, some, man. You know as well as I do what the best online horror apparel store is. It's fucking fastcustomshirts.com. Ain't no fucking doubt. That's true. Fast Custom Shirts is probably the it's probably the best of all time. You can get deadpit.com shirts there still to this day if you go to fastcustomshirts.com and you can get a t-shirt of about any damn thing you can think of on there. Just search for it. True. Paul Bear they, Press is pretty cool, too. Oh, Paul Bear Press. Get you some T-shirts and movie posters. Oh, yeah. You sound like fucking Gene now. <laughs> oh, you pack my garbage down there for me. <laughs> oh, Gene. Let's see. I'm trying to look over some of these because some of these are not in the order they were the other night. Robert Scott, remember him, Scottra, he said, uh, how did CK make the journey from D.O. to country? Yeah, I'm about done. 
I think that's, I, I've been wondering that myself. That's a fucking $24,000 question. I, think. I still like Neo. I just like a little bit of everything. That's my thing. A lot of the time when, when people think country, though, you're thinking of like fucking Luke Bryan or uh, Jason Aldean shit. I don't listen to shit like that. Don't get that. No. I like mainly Americana. Have you ever listened to Coulter Wall, Uncle Bill? No. You need to check him out. You would like him. Well, I just want to know, though, what's these motherfuckers' names? Coulter Wall. That's his real name. When, he's from, when, he's, he's Canadian. He's from Saskatchewan. Yeah, it's like Remington Jones. Is <laughs> he coming out with a new one? They did come out with the new remasters of uh, Dio's last four or five albums on vinyl. So now... The film that you or the uh, the album you was always wanting, Neo's Masters of the Moon and Killing the Dragon is now on 180 gram vinyl. I will say that those albums aren't his best, but uh, I believe I'm starting to turn into Jerry because I'm actually starting to like Killing the Dragon. Magic is on there too. Yeah, you can have uh, uh, what was that song, Rainbow Eyes or something like that. <laughs> it yeah. That's it. Oh, Neo's Ballads are the best. Oh, uh, let's see. That may be it. I'm scrolling through here. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing because my phone's going to die here shortly again. Yeah, I think that's about it. Because, uh, yeah, we definitely talked about if Steve was a woman, would you do him? Yeah, he's got he's got big old titties. So. Yeah, awesome. we had. So, yeah, uh, we will catch you guys again down the road. Uh, don't know what what's left uh you know the coronavirus is probably going to last us a uh, quite a while so we'll, we'll probably be back sooner than later and uh i did find some stuff today and i'll take a poll you guys can tell me the unreleased dead pit on the road season would somebody still buy that on dvd if we were to finally come out with it eight years after the last season came out <laughs> <laughs> because I did find a lot of that source material, Uncle Bill. Because if there's one thing that we like more than horror, it's money. Well, it costs money to run this shit. So it costs. And money also, like I've been looking at a lot of things. So yeah, we got some ideas. So oh fuck. Yeah, I mean that. The ease of making this shit now is very appealing to me. This cat's tearing shit all to hell over here. Oh, God. So, anyway, um, before our phones die, thank you for checking this shit out. Gang control. She's she's tearing shit all to hell over here. Check everything out over at the deadpit.com Facebook page. That's where we keep everybody updated. Did slightly update the Dead Pit website, deadpit.com. There will be more. We don't know when. We ain't to a schedule, but I'm liking the ease of doing this shit. Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's pretty fast. Pretty straightforward. We need to do it. Yeah. We need to do it. So, uh, whenever we see you guys again, stay safe. Uh, Sturgill Simpson, our prayers are with you, you know. And uh, don't want you to end up like John Prine and Joe Diffie. That's for damn sure. It's not looking good for the country artists that catch his shit. 
But who's next? Reba McIntyre? Shit. Fucking Kenny Chesney gonna get it? <coughs> I don't know. I'm starting to get a cough. I'm I'm fucking I'm getting it just thinking about it. So, anyway. Oh. We'll catch you guys down the road. Check us out on. Dr.